Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to New Creation Realities. And we're going to go ahead and continue with our lessons, Let There Be Light. And <clears throat> for today, I just wanted to touch on wherein is our hope. Who has the power, the necessity of Christ being revealed, the work of the Holy Spirit. Those are just some subtitles that I have in my notes. But uh, <clears throat> concerning our hope, wherein is, wherein is our hope? I know that even in asking that question, we, we should and we most likely do uh, give the response, our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is in Christ alone. And this is true. This is so very true. And <clears throat> we can, as believers, well, as non-believers, those who are not born again, as believers who are born again, we can be convinced of the truth. We can be convinced by... our own ability or the ability of others. And what is true? But the issue in this is to be convinced of God himself. In the New Testament, it says, no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Spirit. And several can, several can quote that, several can say that, several can believe that, several can acknowledge that is true. And yet, it requires a miracle of God. You know this if you're born again. It requires a miracle of God in the heart for someone by the Spirit of God to be able to confess Jesus is Lord. Where the heart is submitted by the work of the Holy Spirit unto the truth. This is a work of God. <clears throat> From where comes our response, there you go, for hope. In, uh, in my question, wherein is our hope? From, from where does our response come from when we say that? And I'll just give a, a few examples. Uh, ha, is it from what we have learned, from what we have heard, from what we have read, from what we have been taught, from what we have been told? and we're convinced by what we've learned, what we've read, what we've heard, what we've been taught, what we've been told, or even what we've read in the scriptures. Or, or, is our response from God revealing His Son, where at that moment you are no longer convinced by, listen, man's ability, but by the ability of God. 
And see, <clears throat> I wish I had the verse because I didn't think of it until now. But there's a passage where, where Jesus makes himself known and to either a person or a certain ones, and then they go and tell others, and they are convinced of what is true. They are convinced of the testimony of Jesus that they that they that these people went and declared unto others about. And so here's these others that were convinced by these people's testimony about Jesus, and they were convinced of the truth. And so, and they came also, having believed the testimony of these people, and then they heard the Lord for themselves. And then they were no longer convinced by the testimony of these people, but they were convinced by God himself. And forgive me, I don't have the passage. <laughs> it has escaped me. And I'm not going to try to find it in the scriptures because I know it, it'll probably take me a little while. But that's it. We can be convinced of what is true, and we should be convinced of what is true. But brothers and sisters, it is greater to be convinced of God himself. Because if we are convinced by the ability of man... then by man's ability, we can also be convinced of something else. But when it is by the, uh, by the ability of God, the work of the Holy Spirit, it always leads unto Christ alone. No other option. No other option. Salvation, you can be convinced of any, any way of receiving salvation until you're convinced by God and God alone through the work of the Holy Spirit. Then salvation is only exclusively found in Jesus Christ alone. All right. <clears throat> this is Matthew. We, these, these next passages I'm going to read, we all know these. This is Matthew chapter 11, verse 27. All things, this is Jesus speaking, all things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son will reveal him. Matthew Going on, Matthew chapter 16, verse 16 through 17. Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Verse 17, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And Peter had been walking with Jesus, I don't know for how many years, and yet it required a miracle of God, God's ability to make known his son. The ability didn't come by Peter, by what Peter gathered from his, listen, natural senses. 
No, that's why Jesus says right here, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. This didn't come about by man's ability, by the ability of man. Your, by your ability to hear, by your ability to see, by your ability to comprehend, by your ability to understand. No, 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 no. None of this came by the ability of man, but my Father, but by the ability of God. Wherein is our hope? We know <clears throat> of course we know right here God revealed Jesus the Christ the Messiah from the outside to Peter Peter wasn't born again at the time the brothers and sisters after the death burial and resurrection of Christ Christ was then by work of the Holy Spirit on the inside of Peter and God continued to reveal His Son, not from the outside, but now from the inside. So much so that Peter was now willing to die for his Lord. Whereas before, he denied Him. We know this, he denied Him three times. Man's ability or God's ability? All right. <clears throat> the word reveal... Right there in those two verses, uh, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 27, where Jesus says, uh, My Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom he, the Son will, wills to reveal him. That word reveal, apokalupsai, apokalupsai, uh, is Strong's number 601. It's the same lexeme as found in Genesis, me, not Genesis, Matthew 17, where Jesus says, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed apekalupsen, same lexeme, this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Once again, Strong's number 601. This is just the Strong's Greek dictionary. And here's, here's, a real basic definition, to take the cover off. That's what the word reveal means, to take the cover off. That is, to disclose. To take the cover off. To disclose. All right, I've done this example several times. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> but it's a good example. So here's my pen. I'm placing it right here. Y'all probably can see it. Well, let's do this. Let's get this pen. Nice and shiny, you can see it. Placing it right there. And then here's my notebook. The pen's no longer in view. It has a cover over it. It has not yet been disclosed what is there. Now, you who saw me put it there, you who saw the pen there, you know what's there. If someone walked into the room, began watching uh, this video, especially this is because this is a visual example, and I said, well, my pen is present, they wouldn't know where it is. They'd, they'd have really good guesses of where it is. Well, it's in your back pocket, or it's in your front pocket, or it's still uh, in your portfolio, or it's on the desk, or it's... Do you see what I mean? My pen is present, but there's something covering it until I reveal it, until I disclose it, until I take the cover off, and then it's clearly seen 
what is present, what has been present since the moment I put it there. <clears throat> Those present with the example, when I saw, excuse me, when I placed my pen there, see me put the pen underneath the lesson book, those not present that come in do not know where it is. Those who do not see do not know. And like those are, excuse me, are like those blind to what is present now. At the moment of new birth, God the Father in His tender mercy and ever-bounding grace places His eternal seed in our soul, His eternal glorified seed in our soul. Christ is now present in our soul. But there's a covering that I called ignorance. He is present. We just don't know He is present until God the Father reveals Him. Takes the covering away. Takes, replaces our ignorance with His very own knowledge. How about that? Perfect. Brings His very own knowledge of His Son with knowledge, ignorance is displaced. Ignorance is taken out of the way. Ignorance is no more. The cover is taken away. <clears throat> Jesus said, I am the light of the world. That's John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Once again, wherein is our hope. Is it in our ability or is it in God's ability? Our ability to know the Scriptures? Our ability to know what the Scriptures say? Or is it in God's ability, the one who gave the Scriptures? The one who knows His Son. No man knows the Son but the Father. Our ability or God's ability? All right. If God the Father does not reveal His Son, there is no light. In the testimony found in the Scriptures, if God does not reveal His Son in the testimony found in the Scriptures, there is no light. We're going to look at uh, Psalm 119. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. The testimony found in the Scriptures is a light that leads, guides unto the true light of the world. <clears throat> but to see the testimony requires a miracle of God. So then, once again, in the testimony, uh, if God the Father does not reveal His Son in the testimony that is found this, in the Scriptures, there is no light. If God the Father does not reveal His Son in the heart of the one born again, there is no light. Ignorance. God is the only one, the only one who can make His Son known. In the Scriptures and in the heart. God is the only one. No man can do this. No man. Jesus said, with man it is impossible for salvation, for new birth. 
with man, it is also impossible for the knowledge of salvation, the knowledge of new birth, because salvation is not a thing, T-H-I-N-G, that God gives. Salvation is His very Son. Where His Son is present, salvation is present. No man knows the Son but the Father. All right? Now, who has the power? These are just some of my thoughts. We ascribe too much ability to man. <laughs> we, we in, our, in our ignorance, we give man ability when he has no ability of, of, at all. We, we give man power when he has no power at all. Christ is not a means to that which is of God. The but the testimony, let me put that right there. But the testimony found in the scriptures is the means to God's end goal, Jesus Christ himself. We do not come to Jesus for something. No, no. We come to the scriptures to come to Christ himself. That's it. Once again, John chapter 5, verse 39, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life, something that God gives, and then Jesus goes on to define both. The scriptures that you search, they testify of me, and you will not come to me. The end goal of found in the testimony of the scriptures is Christ himself. God the Father knows the Son. The Son that He has planted in the ground of our soul, we who are born again. Now, when I say that, <clears throat> God the Father knows the Son. God the Father knows the seed He has planted. When I say that, we, we immediately think of the natural example, which is a good example, but we think of like, let's say, a natural uh, apple tree seed. So we think of a seed about this big, well, probably about that big. And then we, we, we think, okay, it has to be planted into the ground, die, be buried, and then it'll come glorified. So, that, so then we have this thought that at the moment of new birth, we receive a small Jesus, and he has to listen, why is, well, listen to how I say this. We have this thought that Jesus has to grow bigger in us. My brothers and sisters, the moment of new birth, we do not receive a small Christ, but we receive the risen, glorified seed of God, the fullness of the Godhead in the person of Christ. What is small, I'm speaking to us who are born again, what is small and truly non-existent is our knowledge of Christ. That is what is small. And I say non-existent because remember what Jesus said. No man, man's knowledge, no man knows the Son but the Father, God's knowledge. 
we will never, we can never, we have never been able to know the Son by our own ability, by man's ability. No, this requires the ability of God. It is called a miracle. Remember Jesus once again with Peter, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Flesh and blood did Flesh and blood did not disclose this to you, did not make this known to you. This didn't come about by man and man's ability, but by my Father who is in heaven. God's, God's ability, God and God alone. God the Father reveals the Son, and the Son reveals the Father. In reading the Scriptures, now, this is why I say this, and you may be offended with this, but that's all right. It's true, nonetheless. In reading the scriptures, we are knowing about Christ. In reading the scriptures, we are not knowing Christ himself. That's true. In reading the scriptures, now, 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 having said that, in reading the scriptures, an environment is formed by the Holy Spirit so that we may know Christ. the necessity of Christ being revealed. Here's my example for what I just stated. Before the Apostle Paul, there was Saul of Tarsus. You want proof that we cannot know Christ by reading the Scriptures? Here it is. The proof in a person. Saul of Tarsus, he read, he studied, he memorized, he scrutinized over the Scriptures. More than you and I, brothers and sisters, he was a Pharisee. <laughs> we think we're devout. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Saul of Tarsus was quite devout. You could, call, you could say it uh, in a slang term, the cream of the crop, concerning the Scriptures. And yet, with all this, with all of his reading of the Scriptures, he had them, as we have them, with all of his studying of the Scriptures, with all of his memorizing of the Scriptures, with all of his scrutinizing over the Scriptures, Saul of Tarsus was completely blind to the testimony of the one found in the Scriptures. He had no light. All there was for Saul of Tarsus, darkness. There's, there is, right here, seen, I don't even know, I'm trying to think of the word, the, the greatest effort and ability of man the exertion of man's ability to know God, right there. No light, completely blind, completely ignorant. Before Christ. We know this, the Apostle Paul, on the other hand, after being born again, the Apostle Paul now, not by his own ability, but by the ability of another. 
The Apostle Paul walked in the light of the countenance of Jesus Christ. He had light. Acts chapter 26, verse 16. I love this uh, translation. It's James Murdoch's transla translation uh, of the Syriac Peshito. To me, I believe this is the most accurate translation that I've seen in reading uh, the scriptures for this verse. And I'm not the only one who believes this. There's several scholars out there that, that quite, not concerning this actual translation, but say this is the summation of this passage. <clears throat> the same. They're in agreement with the same thought concerning with the same uh, meaning of this passage. So this is James Murdoch's translation of the Sirik Peshito for Acts chapter 26, verse 16. This is uh, when Jesus appeared to Saul on the way to Damascus, I think. No? No? Was it Damascus? I can't remember. Well, well, there you go. On the way to somewhere. <laughs> and he said to me, this is uh, Paul recounting, what happened? And he said to me, Stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared to thee for this purpose. All right, right there. I have appeared to thee. I have, I have what? Appeared to thee for this purpose to constitute thee a minister and a witness of this, of the following. You will be a minister and a witness of the following. This, thy seeing me, and of thy seeing me hereafter. The Apostle Paul, once again, walked in the light of the countenance of Jesus Christ, and no longer in darkness. Remember what Jesus says, He who follows me shall have the light of life, and no longer walk in darkness. With man and man's ability, it is impossible. It is darkness. It is ignorance. Even in reading the Scriptures. Even in trying to understand the Scriptures. Remember, our proof, Saul of Tarsus. Where is our hope and who has the power? Our hope is in Christ alone. If we continue with the Lord we will be convinced that man, man, that with man and man's ability, it is completely impossible. It took 90 years of Abram walking with the Lord, or shall I say, uh, continuing on in the Lord. 90 years before God, in His tender mercy and ever-bounding grace, appeared unto him as El Shaddai and made this very clear and very known in his heart. But thank God that God did make this known. The testimony is a light. <clears throat> Here we go. Psalm 119, 
verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So there you go. Apart from the scriptures, no light, complete darkness. The scriptures, they are a light, a light of, of God, given of God, that leads to the true light of the world, which is not a light of God, but is Christ himself. With this verse, I want us to look at just um, some of the words. The word lamp, it basically signifies light, a lamp. When do you light a lamp in darkness? When there's darkness, when it's nighttime, you light a lamp. So there can be light. The feet basically uh, signifies to walk or to stand. But here, because of, the next, because of the next part of the verse, we're going to see that in context, it implies walking. And light basically signifies, light is light, illumination. To see where you're going. The path basically signifies a destined end. Continuing on, continuing on a destined end. The light of the testimony found in the scriptures is a reflection of the light of his countenance. I like that. I'll read it again. The light of the testimony found in the scriptures is a reflection of the light of his countenance. I'll give my example once again of the passport. My passport versus me. A passport versus an actual person. With the passport, there's much information about, and that's the key word, about a person. You can learn so much from a passport from a per, uh, about a person. But it requires a miracle of God for man to see the testimony found in the scriptures. It requires a miracle of God for man to have the light of the testimony. Once again, Saul of Tarsus and the rest of the Pharisees requires a miracle of God. But we're not convinced of this. We think, once again, that we have ability. We think we can do this by man's ability when no man knows the Son but the Father. No man has light apart from God himself giving light, giving the light of the testimony for the purpose of revealing the light who Christ is. The work of the Holy Spirit for one not born again, the Holy Spirit is working, laboring in the ground of the soul, preparing it to be able to receive the glorified seed of God. Now, for us who are born again, the Holy Spirit continues working, laboring in the ground of the heart because the glorified seed of God is already present in the soul. Continues working, laboring in the ground of the heart, preparing it, preparing the heart, to be able to receive 
now the knowledge of the glorified seed of God. The heart being brought in knowledge unto whom God has already brought the soul in reality. The Holy Spirit prepares the ground of our heart in causing us to see the testimony of Jesus found in the scriptures. Before this, there is no light whatsoever. It has to be the ability of God. It has to be the miracle of God, brothers and sisters. I mean, they were blind. I mean, even in the, even in the Gospels, there were so many blind people and they continued blind until Jesus himself healed them, until by the power and ability of another outside of man, not from man's ability, but by the ability of God, they were healed. I have a sub-subtitle <laughs> called The Process. <laughs> Let's see this. We all want to figure out the process. Uh, in seeing the light of the testimony, look at this, look at this. What part do you play in this? In seeing the light of the testimony, which requires a miracle of God, the Holy Spirit uses it to bring our heart in knowledge unto the true light of the world. What part do we play in this? The only part we play in, play in this is being recipients of the mercy of God who, who is doing everything. God himself doing everything. Because with man, it is completely impossible. It requires a miracle of God to see Jesus in the scriptures. This is the testimony. Once again, our example, Saul of Tarsus. All that he had, all that he knew, but he had no light. Therefore, he knew nothing. A miracle of God, okay? <clears throat> it requires a miracle of God for, for life. It also requires a miracle of God for the light of the testimony. It also requires a miracle of God for the light of life. The one who is present, Christ himself. The revelation of Jesus Christ. When Christ is revealed, God has brought the heart in knowledge unto whom he has already brought the soul in reality at the moment of new birth. See, we're not, with the word revelation, once again, disclosure, uncovering, we're not coming somewhere. God is not bringing us somewhere. No, no, no. What is actually happening is that by the work of the Holy Spirit, our heart is being brought in knowledge unto what God the Father already knows to be true. Christ is present in the soul of every single born-again believer. This is a work of God, a work of the Father. Christ is already present. The thing is, we who are born again have no clue of the one who is present. And the Holy Spirit works, labors, preparing the ground of our heart that we may know Him who is present. The testimony. <clears throat> the testimony. Is hidden from the natural man, from the natural mind. Saul of Tarsus had the scriptures, and yet the testimony was hidden to the natural man, the natural mind. Therefore, he persecuted 
the body of Christ. The testimony is a light that the Holy Spirit uses to direct and bring our heart and knowledge under the true light, Christ himself. Now, a spiritual progression in knowledge. This is John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, for the one not born again before new birth, there is no life. At the moment of new birth, life is present. Life is present because Christ himself is present. Jesus Christ is life. When God reveals his son in the testimony, then in the scripture, excuse me, in the testimony of the scriptures, then in the heart, there is the knowledge of life, the knowledge of the new birth, Christ, is present. Jesus Christ is light. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And <clears throat> I jotted this down. It's a, it's a spiritual order in creation. It says the following. Uh, I, this is Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. We're just going to look at maybe the first three verses. In the beginning, God created. So God is present, and He creates a creation. God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. I'll read verse 4. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. So first, there is a creation. There's darkness there. The Holy Spirit is moving and preparing an environment. And God says, let there be light. And there was light. First thing God does in a creation is say, let there be light. It is found in, this, in the testimony, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. Apart from light, there is only darkness. The first, listen to, way, listen to what I said. Well, don't listen to what I say. Listen to what's clearly right here presented to us in the testimony in the scriptures. The first thing God does in a creation is say, let there be light. Let there be the knowledge of God. Let this creation be submitted unto the knowledge of God. And the first thing man does is begin to learn things, things. And so we can have, until, until God says, let there be light, we can have our thoughts, we can have our concepts concerning the Scripture and God.
God and God alone makes known His Son, brothers and sisters. This, knows, this, this does not come by man's ability whatsoever. God and God alone. It is called a miracle of God. No man knows the Son except the Father. Since the moment of new birth, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit has been laboring in our heart in the same way the Holy Spirit labored in our soul for new birth. But now that there may be the light of life. God the Father himself declares, let there be light. light. God the Father himself reveals the light of life. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses uh, 3 through 6, where the Apostle Paul is actually quoting Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, that we just read. But even if our gospel is veiled, that means there is a covering somehow, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, verse 5, no, nothing of man, nothing by man's ability, not by man, not by works, not by your ability, but Christ Jesus, the Lord. Who has the ability? Who has the power? Wherein is our hope? Our ability or God's ability? For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. Verse 6, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown, who has shined, verse Oh, excuse me, I thought there was a verse number. Who has shown in, who has shined in, listen, our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let there be light. And from this, the gospel is preached. From this miracle of God, the gospel is preached. When there is light, the gospel of Christ is preached. The gospel of the glory of Christ is preached. Not some other gospel. No, Christ himself being preached when there is light. Apart from this miracle happening in the heart, Who knows what is preached? Everything and anything but Christ. And now it can be about, about, but. Requires a miracle of God for His Son to be declared. And in fact, God the Father is the only one who can declare His Son. See, the perfect presentation, the perfect, how shall I say it, the perfect presentation of the gospel is the following. We know the verse. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The perfect, the only perfect presentation of the gospel.
All right. Forever impossible with man. I'll end with this. <clears throat> I'd like for you to write, to jot down the word I, capital I, like I, like you, I. Beside it, I want you to jot down, I want you to write equals, the equal sign. And then after that, I want you to write impossible and underline it. With man, it is forever impossible. When the Holy Spirit finally convinces us of this, it will be a very happy day. <laughs> the question, how long will this take? Only God knows. But wherein is our hope? Is it in us? No. Once again, with man it's impossible. Our hope is in the Lord. Wherein is our trust? In us? Our ability? No, no, no. Our trust is in the Lord, in His ability. Remember, that's the very first thing God did in His creation. Let there be light. What do we think God wants to do in our hearts? There's an order, brothers and sisters, found in Genesis. There is an order. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Truly our hope is in God and His Son, Jesus Christ, alone. None else. None else. So from darkness to light, by the ability of God, not by man's ability. From ignorance to knowledge, the knowledge of God, not by our ability, God's ability. From I to not I, but Christ, by God's ability, not our ability. So please present all this to the Holy Spirit, our true teacher, that he may use that which he desires to use from whatever he desires to use for his one end, for God's end, for God's purpose, for God's will. Amen? Amen. Lord bless you all. We'll see you in our next lesson. Amen.